what is up everybody welcome to another episode of let's do a podcast my name is ryan my name is anthony oh man and welcome to our second holiday or christmas depending what you want to call it episode yes the holidays yes so this might be our last one Maybe not, though. I mean, I feel like we got to do one more. It's also end of the year, so we'll see what uh, Santa has in store for us. Mm, yes. Yes. Maybe we'll see, he'll... we'll see what's under the tree. Yes. So um, let's uh, let's get into the beer before we do anything else. <laughs> you sound so certain of that. Uh, no, I, I just, for some reason, I was blanking out of thinking, <laughs> what, do we do? what do we do first? I don't even remember. It's like I haven't recorded yet. All right, so uh, so for this week's episode, we uh, for this holiday, we are uh, leaving the borders of Texas, uh, a rare experience for us, uh, but a uh, little something lot left under our tree, uh, and uh, supposedly one of the best IPAs in the country, uh, from a well-known brewery, well-known national brewery, uh, it's from uh, Dogfish Head. It's the 90-minute Imperial IPA. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Untapped, I went and looked it up on Untapped as soon as I saw it in a tree. Uh, it was cold, too, which is awesome. Thanks, uh, Santa. Yeah. It's like chills it in the sleigh and everything. Uh, so Esquire Magazine apparently calls the 90-minute IPA perhaps the best IPA in America. Mm-hmm. It's an Imperial IPA, best savored from a snifter. Unfortunately, I just have a normal glass. Uh, 90 minute has a great malt backbone that stands up to extreme to the extreme hopping rate hopping rate to the extreme extreme um so this to give this a i mean i i've had this one before i, I love this one i really do but i, I mean Ooh. i love dogfish head i truly do they're, they're such a good brewery um yeah the so 90 those delawareans are pretty lucky out there yeah uh, so we do beer miss uh, with the po- other podcast I'm on, which is Strikeout Beer. So every time we get together, we we trade beers, and then every single day through December, we drink one of the beers leading up till Christmas. Well, I had to add the 90 minute IPA into it. Nice. So somebody will be enjoying that this holiday season. Well, I can say just having tasted it that they will be a very fortunate. Yes, I I, I, I enjoy this one so much. Yeah, so uh, Untapped has the rating of 4.05, and that's from uh, over 340,000 people. So that's, that's pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's really good. What's the APV on this guy? 9%. 9%. So, you know, we, uh, we kind of figured, you know, we, so we're, we're doing the movie Fat Man, which is a newer movie, especially for us. Yeah, like we don't tend to do really new movies. In the it was May. It was released. Was it later last year? Twenty twenty, sometime. Yeah. yeah. Um. So we're like, you know what? Let's. I I just felt like a good. This is a good warming beer. Yeah. You know, it's a nine percent. You're nice and warm, fat man. You know, you're nice and warm. Well, I mean, he's out in the cold a lot, but yeah. I don't know. Just, for some reason, it kind of was just like, you know what? This just meshes well. I don't know how, but it does. Yeah. I'm coming for your beer, fat man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, it, I can't wait to talk about that. Um, anything you want to talk about with the beer before we uh, 
I guess move on to the beer news. Yeah, it's just uh, the same thing. It's like uh, I've I've been a fan of Dogfish Head. Usually, you see uh, like if you go to like uh, just like get it off the tap, you usually see like their sixty minute IPAs out right. there a lot. Um, but yeah, Dogfish Head, they've got a lot of good stuff out there. Ninety minute IPA. I've always heard so much great stuff. They also have like a hundred and twenty minute IPA. Yeah, they do. Yeah, which I've never tried that, but I'm I'm gonna keep an eye out for that. I've had it once. Yeah, it's got a it's got a pack of wall. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's a one and done. But I've also I've also seen they got like a good hazy IPA out there too, so I got to check that out as well. Yeah, really, and I mean I haven't had a ton from them, but yeah, I've I've enjoyed it. I don't remember when it was, but not too long ago we went to uh, our local Ginger Man, and they had the sixty minute. And I just I just drank on that, man. It's they they just make good beer. Um, <clears throat> so moving on to. Honestly, the, ep- the 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 part of the show that I enjoy now that uh, we have somebody else doing our work, really. <laughs> yes. Because whatever is left to me, I never had anything good. It was terrible. So, um, Anthony, what is some of our end of December slash New Year events happening? All right. So what we are looking at right now is uh, some of the stuff that is on the horizon for us, but it's happening soon for those of you listening to this right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we are looking at a Funky Picnic. Uh, they have their Christmas in Mexico beer dinner. Man, that's what I was th- That was the brewery yeah. I was thinking of thinking about the last episode. I've still never been to Funky Picnic. <sighs> yeah, that's, that's another one I need to go to. We, we got to go out there, all of us. Do uh, you have uh, also the next day? So that's on the temper thirteenth. The next one they have their Noche Buena, uh, no- Noche Buena. It's a Filipino Christmas beer dinner. Ooh. So they got beer dinners out the wazoo going up over there. Filipino, we should do that. Yeah, should totally do that. that the Filipino food's freaking awesome. Yes. Uh, Ash and Ember down in, uh, I believe that's down in Cedar Hill. Uh, they got their Christmas celebration happening on the fourteenth. Nice. Uh, Martin House. They got their throwback party on the eighteenth. Division Brewing down in Arlington. They got their Darkest Night 3 uh, on the 21st. And then Turning Point Beer and Funky Picnic, they have their New Year's uh, celebrations. On the 31st, it's Turning Point, the New Year's Cheer Ball uh, down at Turning Point's new facility, which is freaking awesome. Have Mm -hmm. you been at their new facility yet? Yeah, yeah, we've we've only gone in there to get beer to go. Haven't actually gone and sat down yet. So flipping huge in there. Yeah, it's ginormous. Uh, I, I, I used to live closer, so I used to be able to go there more often, but I'm like, I'm just like, every time I go in there, I'm like, I don't know how they fill this place up all the time, but they do. Uh, but, uh, Funky Picnic, they have their New Year's Day brunch on January 1st. So, uh, as we're rolling, uh, pa- mm. rolling past Christmas into the new year, keep an eye out for those events. Uh, go check them out. I might have to do that. Yeah. I, I got those on my calendar. Yeah. I really might look into that Filipino, uh, <clears throat> dinner. Like, I, uh, my mom, she grew up in the Philippines. So, uh, whenever I was younger, we did have some Filipino food, but it's been so long. Mm-hmm. So, that might be fun, beer and Filipino food. I'll have to try to remember so I can look it up and get tickets. Yeah, so. some, of, some of my favorite food, truck, food trucks in the past have had uh, Filipino food in them. So, it's like a, uh, there's just like this uh, dessert they do. It's like a, uh, like a, it's like a. It's going to come to me. It looks like a crepe or something like that mm-hmm. kind of thing. It's a Filipino version of that. I forget what it's called. Yeah, But like, they can do just like amazing stuff with it. It's so good. Yeah, it's great food. So definitely keep an eye on those events. Go look them up. Um, 
And again, if there's anything else that y'all are looking forward to that we didn't mention, let us know. We're always looking, you know, seeing if there's fun stuff for us to go do that we're uh, missing out on. Yeah. Let's get into Fat Man. Let's do it. Let's do Fat Man. Well, okay. Let's not do Fat Man. (laughs) Let's not do a Fat Man. Let's not do him, but let's talk (laughs) about him and his movie. We're coming for your movie, Fat Man. (laughs) It works for everything. It does. At the same time, it doesn't. <laughs> um, yeah, so tell us about this movie, Anthony. Movie. So this movie, so the synopsis for the movie for the movie is to save his declining business, Chris Kringle, a.k.a. Santa Claus, in case you didn't know, is, uh, is forced into a partnership with the United States military, making matters worse. Chris gets walked into a deadly battle of wits. I don't know if that's the accurate description against a uh, highly skilled assassin hired by a precocious, again, I don't know if that's the accurate word, uh, 12 year old uh, after receiving a lump of coal in his stocking. Yeah. Again, also not accurate. No. That's that's a terrible. That's, that's just putting things lightly. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> that's not the movie. Oh, that that child was more than precocious. Dude, that child was wicked. Yeah, yeah. That was not a ballad. That, that was not a battle of wits. That was a battle of bullets. Jeez, dude, it was. It's a wild movie. I mean, <clears throat> overall, it starts off. I feel like for a good bit of the movie, it's almost kind of slow. Yeah, it, it's like a little slow burn kind of working up to the to the end battle there because you're like learning. It yeah. does build up its characters so well. Yes, it really yeah. does. Yeah, and then, yeah, the ending is fantastic. I love the ending of this it's movie. It's got like the, it's the funny thing is it's like, it's got the, it's like the sort of the opposite of the last movie we reviewed, which mm-hmm. was Jack Frost where it had like 17, 20 characters. This one really has only like four main characters. <laughs> yeah. And they they make sure that they're all really good characters too. Yeah, like they, they, they make sure they them all, out a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, it makes it so you care about everybody. Yeah, which I like. Yeah, because you got Chris, you got Mrs. Claus, Ruth. Yep. You got uh, the skinny man, aka the assassin. You yep. never really learn his name, and you got uh, Billy uh, Billy Weenan, mm-hmm. who is the asshole kid. Right. Uh, and then you have like basically all your other ancillary characters. You have like the girl who wins the science fair. You have uh, the guy that works at the post office. Yada yada yada. Like the, yeah. the, the the guy who is is the representative of the military. Uh, yeah, and the, the people the don't really matter too much. Number seven, but like, yeah, who cares? Yeah, exactly. It's those four people that really drive the story. Truly, uh, it was so, it's so interesting. Such a different take. I mean, even watching the trailer, you knew it was going to be a different movie. But even watching it, it's still a completely different movie than I thought, even after watching the freaking trailer. Yeah. Um, it may, it, it's, something like this really makes me wish for, uh, uh, like, a Santa Claus cinematic universe. Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, we could have, like, connected movies like Elf and stuff like that. Seriously. All right. <laughs> like, so let's just, like, let's just uh, digitally render uh, Mel Gibson's Santa Claus representation into Elf and just have him, like, sending need- off Will Ferrell. <laughs> we need some of the creators from Marvel to work on that. There we, yeah, let's get Kevin Feige. If you're listening, <laughs> come on. Number one, thank you for listening. Number two, <laughs> let's get working on this. Yeah, we need uh, 
yeah, an episode where like there's some sort of portal, and all of a sudden we get to see all the different universes come together. Yeah, it's like the Spider-Man, yeah, the Santa Claus multiverse. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> be wild, absolutely insane. It'd be yep. fantastic. We got the Tim Allen Santa Claus going on there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Oh, jeez, that would be. I would love it and hate it at the same time. <laughs> Truly. And let's not forget our favorites from the 50s, uh, the 50s and 60s. We have Santa Claus versus the Martians and oh, Santa Claus yes. versus the Ice Cream Bunny. So I have not seen that one. Yeah, that's a, that's another uh, that's another banger. Okay, yeah, I'll have to yeah. look that one up. I've definitely seen the Martian one. That one was yeah, uh, Santa- crazy. That was a pretty crazy one. <laughs> Isn't yeah. there like a Santa versus Satan one? That's Santa Claus. That's the ice cream bunny one. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah okay. Well, yeah, then yeah. I have seen that. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah. That's so. It was. Oh my god, that's wild. Man, the sixties were a crazy time. They made some fun movies, yeah. though. That's for sure. Anyways, um, I don't even remember with this freaking movie, but but uh, so this movie features some. Uh, so this is this was, so this came out during COVID. Yeah, uh, so it didn't really get a full feature uh, release, but it had some, it had some recognizable actors. It had Mel Gibson plays Chris Kringle, Chris Kringle, uh, the assassin played by Walter Goggins. If you're familiar with him, he plays he either plays a really shady character or he plays like a like wholesome family man, mm-hmm. depending on the lighting and uh, uh, on like his facial demeanor. Because mm-hmm. uh, he's been in, so he's like played criminals and all that stuff. He was like, uh, he was the bad guy in well this movie. Uh, and in Ant-Man versus the Wasp, he was uh, the arms dealer in that movie. Yep. But he was also in a show called The Unicorn, where he was just playing a father of a bunch of children, uh, trying to just like find his way in the dating world. Hmm. And uh, he was very warm and friendly and <laughs> like very different. Uh, so it's like he's uh, he really shows his uh, flexibility in uh, his in his acting prowess, prowess uh, in handling his characters there. So I really enjoyed it because he plays like this, basically this psychopath, uh, the psychopath assassin in this movie where he's just out to get Santa Claus because he didn't get a gift that he wanted when he was a kid. Well, and that gift being that he wanted new parents. So, yeah, I, um, I, in my opinion, this is probably one of my favorite movies with Mel Gibson in it. Um, I've never really been like a huge fan of Mel Gibson, but I just, I, I don't, I've, I feel like this was perfect for him. At first I was unsure of how I would like him as a Santa Claus. Yeah. But this is a different Santa Claus than we know. So I'm like, ah, I think this kind of worked for him. I need to go back and rewatch some of the Lethal Weapon movies to make sure I under, uh, rendered that opinion accurately for myself. Cause I've seen those. I, I saw those when I was a kid. Uh, but like Lethal Weapon, like three and four, it's been a long time I really I've seen that. those were really funny. But it was also, I was, um, but I also think to myself, was that Mel Gibson or was that also Danny Glover? Yeah, that is true. Yeah, yeah. it's like, and then I think to myself, this movie could have used some Danny Glover. <laughs> that would have been good too. That would have been an interesting add to the cast. That's yeah. for sure. Um, I don't know though. Like, no, 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 no. he is too old for this shit. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I thought I, I thought he was a fantastic Santa for, um, yeah, for the Santa that they were wanting. Like he did a great job. Because really, at first, I remember back whenever, um, actually, so the reason we're even really doing this episode of Fat Man is because of 
Alan, a.k.a. Tony, a.k.a. part-time nerd, whatever else yeah. he goes by. He's He's been telling me for so long we need to do this. Um, so he made me watch the trailer before he was even out. I just remember thinking, but it's Mel Gibson. Right, like, right, right. <laughs> well, yeah, because you've, you've, yeah, Mel Gibson's been like persona non grata for such a long time because yeah. for, for very good reasons. Yeah. Yeah, for legit reasons. Um, but yeah, even, even so this movie, like, uh, it, uh, with it coming, with it coming out, uh, it's such an interesting concept Yeah, of like an assassin getting sent to kill Santa Claus. Yeah. It's something that I haven't seen before. I'm sure there's like some B movie version of this that we're going to find and watch someday. Oh yes. But we will find it. Yeah. But it's such an interesting concept to me. Yeah. It's very different. And I, I think because I had low expectations, not, not, for, I, I had a feeling that the movie itself would be good. Yeah. But I think just as male Gibson, as that role, I was just like, I think I had very low expectations. So whenever I first watched, it, I was like, this is amazing. Like, this is really good. The one of the things I really enjoyed about it was that it's like it's not like a really fantastical representation of Santa Claus. Like every every movie you see with Santa Claus, it's like he's wearing like the bright. It's like always like the bright red mm-hmm. coat with the white fur trim, but he doesn't have that. Yeah, it's he like, never wears there's, anything there's, like there's, that. He's ne- he never wears any bright red. You, like it's like all the colors are washed out. It looks like a DC movie is what it looks like. He, <laughs> it, I mean, yeah, it looks like if he could, he would walk around to start yelling "fuck you" to everybody on the street, like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's like his beard is dirty. It's like his he's coat is like a, like a dark maroon. Like his uh, like his like he's not wearing like the Santa cap like yeah. uh, like Santa does. He's wearing like a just like a a, a, a like a head uh, hat with like the earmuffs, ear warmers mm-hmm. and stuff. And he's just like he's wearing like a flannel shirt underneath his like leather jacket as he's out in the sleigh. And he's like wearing jeans. And he's like he's like your blue collar Santa Claus. Yeah, he's my kind of Santa. <laughs> yeah. Um. Man, so I, I just feel like there's just so much, but I don't really want to ruin the movie if you haven't seen it yet. But um, if there's nothing else really that you want to add, we can move on to the likes and dislikes. Yeah, we're coming for your spoilers, fat man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez, This guy. So, can we move on to likes and dislikes, or do you have anything else? Uh, let's go for uh, likes and dislikes. Okay. Uh, so, uh, Ryan, what did you not like about this movie? So, um, that I just liked that it was slow at parts. Mm-hmm. And, like, really slow. Um, there were just so many points where I was just like, does this matter what we're learning? You know what I mean? Just like there were so many yeah. times and uh, different roads that we would go down and all these kind of things where I'm just like, but why does this matter? Why does this matter? Why does that matter? Kind of thing. Like, are you just teaching me shit that I, I'm not going to care about? Um, but luckily, I mean, at the end, I feel like it all, or not even the end, but just kind of like it slowly started to like connect everything. Right, right, right. But it was just a slow start. So for me, I feel like that's what I dislike most about this, really. Yeah, for like for me, like uh, the whole thing where like uh, the skinny man, his his whole obsession with buying uh, like stuff that was made at Santa's workshop. Which number one, the fact that stuff is made and it's got a little plaque on it that mm-hmm. says "Made in Sur- like in this universe, like stuff is clearly marked "Made in Santa's Workshop" 
and people still like kind of don't believe in Santa Claus. Yeah. Which I'm like, it's confusing first. If a ton of kids have the same thing, the same black, I, I, I would be suspicious. Like maybe there really is a Santa. I feel, I feel like that would receive like, if that was like anything like the real world, that would receive like QAnon level conspiracy theories. Oh, thousand percent. <laughs> yeah. It's like, they all have the same black. What's up with that? Yeah. It's the U.S. government, like, blah, 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 blah. And they would be right, because the U.S. government is totally subsidizing Santa Claus's operation in this movie. It's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, so anyways, yeah, so I, I would say that's mine. So my, so my. Oh, wait, no, we already, yeah, no, I'm sorry. Oh, what? No, I lost track where I was. We oh. already talked about mine. We were on to you. Yeah, yeah, mine. Uh, yeah, because I, I made you go first. Yeah. Because uh, I had to think I never go first. <laughs> That's what throws me off. Uh, yeah, I jumped in there. I just got you. Like, go, had you go first. Uh, so my uh, my thing about this movie is so myopic, so small scale, but it bothered me so much. Captain Jacobs, the guy who is in charge of the military operation. So the whole thing is that... Uh, because there are so few good kids in the world, everybody's on the naughty list. There are so few kids on the good list. Uh, Santa Claus is only shipping like half as many toys out because everybody else is getting coal. But the the way the U.S. government operates on their contract with the with the Santa Claus is that they're only sending out. Uh, he's only getting paid for as many toys as he gets sent out. So if there's fewer good kids, there's fewer toys getting sent out. So he gets that less that much less money. Right. But, but. Uh, they use this to their advantage to force him to sign these contracts for to make uh, control panels for some military jet mm-hmm. that is imaginary that they use some totally made up numbers. Uh, which of course, I, f- I, f- I feel like they could have used like the F thirty five or something like that. That would have made more sense. Anyways, it took that totally pulled me out of it. First of all, mm. but it's because I'm like so yeah. totally into airplanes and stuff. Uh, but the other thing was that the. Uh, the representative from the military that they had in charge of this whole operation, uh, number one, his rank was captain, which is a total, like for an officer, that's a totally low rank to be in charge of a total operation. Like at minimum, he should be a major, he should have been a major. Like, but like he legitimately should have been like a, a, maybe a colonel or something. Mm -hmm. And his age, the guy, this guy was an older guy, right? He was like at least in his fifties. Again, if this guy's in his fifties and he's still a captain, he shouldn't still be in the military anymore. It means he fucked up somewhere. Yeah, he's not that good. Yeah, he's. It's like it's like. And I, I, I mean, the movie shows that he's really not. He sucks at his job. Yeah, he really does. I mean, because he gets he gets shot like <clears throat> pretty early, uh, or pretty early on in this firefight towards the end of the movie. Yeah. Um. So it shows that he's like really not that great uh, at being a soldier. But uh, the the whole thing with Captain Jacobs, he should have been either Major Jacobs which I think would have been a, a good per- portrayal. Mm-hmm. That's just one rank up or Colonel Jacobs. Maybe maybe it was be- because the prop uh, the prop guys or the costuming department only had like captain's bars or something. But they should have they should have bumped them up one or two ranks uh, mm-hmm. to make it more believable for those of us who have been in the military or those who are just even familiar with how military operation works cuz uh, just seeing uh, Captain Jacobs being in charge of an entire uh, production operation like that is just like not realistic at all. <laughs> and the guy is like too old to be a captain. I'm sorry. I've only seen one guy who is like that, who is like anywhere close to being that old. 
And it's because the guy started out as like like a private, and then he worked his way up like mm-hmm. in the in the non commission ranks, and then he became an officer, and then worked his way up that way. Uh, but that's so rare. Yeah. But, anyways, Captain Jacobs, totally unrealistic. <laughs> I didn't like it. Fix it. Uh, did you catch that Nicholas Cage was actually in this? I did not. Where was he in this? Yeah. So he had a very very quick short part. He only said like barely anything and i actually have the clip i said put the bunny back in the box you know he's also he's one of the elves yeah he's always been so obsessed (laughs) with this bunny so they put him on the bunny line Ah. so he's making these bunnies and whenever the uh skinny guy comes in it's just chaos and he he just gotcha. he yells at the skinny man before he dies he yells that so i missed that part yeah man i need to go back and watch this movie again <laughs> i'm just gonna watch it from the beginning just That's so a, i make sure i yeah. make sure i see it yeah um so for the likes or the like of the movie i, I mean i love santa in this movie so much yeah i, I truly do out of Everything else, I just, uh, it, it, he played it so amazingly. I, I really, so happy by how he pulled off this Santa that was the way he was. And it, it, again, it might be just because I had very low expectations of Mel Gibson doing a Santa role like this. Yeah. But I, I just, it blew me away. The thing I found really the most interesting about it, and it, this is the second time I've seen this movie. I saw it once last year uh, after it came out. Um, but the thing I thought was really most interesting is uh, there's a conversation that Captain Jacobs has with Seven, uh, who is the foreman elf. Right. Uh, and about their diet, uh, about <clears throat> like, and about oh, how yeah. long they live eating their diet. But one of the things uh, he asks, does, uh, is, does Santa eat the same way? Is that how he like stays young? It's like, uh, and, uh, uh, Seven says in a very sardonic way, it's like, no, it's the giving that keeps him young. Kind of like as a joke. Yeah. But the next scene that we see is uh, of him. He gets a folder uh, from Mrs. Claus, a set of folders from Mrs. Claus. And he sees it's like these folders of uh, the pictures of these children who received gifts when he was when they were younger. And then they basically these gifts are became uh, their passions where like uh, this little boy receives like a kitchen set and he became a chef. Mm-hmm. Uh, this little girl received a fire truck and then she's a firefighter and uh, so on and so forth. And it really kind of inspires and rejuvenates him yeah. uh, to becoming like, to remembering what his, why he does what he does and why he's Santa Claus. And it's yeah. like, it became true almost. And yeah. It's like, it's like, but you could see that transformation uh, in his character from like the, uh, the dark Santa Claus character, very, he gets uh, more lively. Yeah, and he becomes like he becomes Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah. Not not as jolly, but yeah, yeah. yeah. I, was, I mean, it's still it's still somewhat dark. <laughs> yeah, it's still a very dark, but less dark. Yeah. So I mean, he's not quite Krampus, but yeah. yeah. I mean, I just I loved it. I loved him as Santa. I never ever thought I would say I love Mel Gibson in anything, but I I, yeah. you know, I loved him in it. I truly did. So that's mine. What's yours, Anthony? So my uh, my favorite thing about this movie was the whole uh, portrayal Walter Goggins had of the assassin. Uh, really, uh, I touched on this a little bit, but his like his ability to kind of melt into that character, 
uh, and flesh it out. I mean, because a lot of times when we see like these assassins or something like that, we they're like one note characters. You mm-hmm. know, they uh, they're a guy. They have a gun. They're out there to kill the. the they're out to ki- there to kill their target, and that's it. Yeah. Unless they're the main character, like the the number one main character, and that really wasn't the case. The main character in this movie was Santa Claus. Was mm-hmm. Chris King, Chris Kringle, uh, and Walter Goggins was kind of like a supporting uh, supporting character. Uh, but they really took the time to flesh out what his beef was with Santa Claus. Yeah. Like the whole thing with, uh, him, uh, before even, uh, before even we got like the nitty gritty from their, their one-on-one between the skinny man and the fat man, um, we got the idea that his thing was like his parents were like jerks. The only thing he Mm -hmm. got from Santa Claus was this little police car. Right. And uh, he was just trying to make up for this by buying everybody else's toys they got from Santa Claus. Uh, And so I really, 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 I think that really made the movie better that we got such such a better idea of what made the skinny man tick. Yeah. Um, more so, I mean, cause like with, uh, with Bill, with Billy, with little Billy, little precocious Billy, we, we knew what we needed to know about that kid. Yeah. He was an asshole and he wanted what he wanted and that was it. Yeah. There was really not much to that character. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, and he really wanted his father's affection and he wasn't getting it. Um, Walter Goggins, uh, Walter Goggins character, the skinny man was just so well characterized though i really enjoyed it and i really enjoy how you played him that was like my favorite thing in the movie yeah it was definitely really good i, I love the uh seeing the trip that he took from new york to santa yeah like you know? the whole thing with the hamster i thought was really funny too like yeah. particularly his experience with the lady in uh in uh in british columbia as he was going up to alaska uh where he stopped at that pet store and he's like oh you're just like my mom she never listens to me, and she doesn't know when to shut the hell up. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, I, I feel like it's pretty obvious, but uh, cheers are a party foul for you. You know, this is a cheers for me. Yeah. I, I for the for the reasons you were talking about, where it was kind of slow. I was thinking to myself as I was watching, is like this might be a party foul for me because like the cardinal sin for you and I, and when it comes to these movies, is like if we get bored, we don't like it. Yeah. But it pays off in the end. Definitely. Yeah. And I mean, I, I agree a thousand percent of like, it, it's definitely a cheers. You know, it's worth uh, the boring aspects of it. But even the boring aspects, like you said, there was actually a reason for everything that you see. Yeah. It's building. It's yeah. building up towards something. Yeah. So, so you, 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 you get rewarded for waiting your way through that yeah and i mean and it's still not like to the point where i'd probably fall asleep or anything like that right 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 it's just like okay this is information what does this have to do with this but then really i mean all the way to like the very end scene it like wraps up stuff from the towards the beginning of the movie yeah if i was gonna I was going to offer notes to the people who made these movies, which I'm in no way qualified to do. <laughs> I would say there needs to be, there probably would need to be some sort of ticking clock or some sort of tension. Yeah. That would, and that would keep our attention that much more. That would reduce like whatever boringness there is to the movie because there would be like the suspense uh, to like what's going to happen. Whereas with, with this, we're like, okay, he's driving through Canada. Yeah, we don't know how this is gonna end, and but like the ending is satisfied is, is is 
satisfies yes but like we like we get no hint towards that during the course of the movie so so there you go i mean so we both recommend you watch it Uh, i i would love for you to watch it and tell us you know what's your favorite parts did you like the movie did you dislike do you you agree with everything you know just uh, let us know yeah and um yeah and remember it's fat man not run fat boy run or the Santa Claus, or yeah. Whenever like you that. search Fat Man, a lot of different things pop up. That's for sure. And you're yeah, like, wait, true. so is it actually mm-hmm. Fat Man? Yeah. <laughs> so Ryan, now that we've offered our opinions on this movie, what is your thing of the week? Thing of the week. So I know I plug this kind of stuff all the time, but um, man, take time for yourself. Take time, and take time to unplug completely um <clears throat> so beginning of december me and the wife uh we found your the, wife my wife <laughs> uh we went and rented out a cabin for like a long weekend and just completely unplugged and man I, it was definitely necessary um i just we i know that i do that every once in a while i'm like okay listen i'm not even gonna bring my phone like just to unplug because it's needed you know i mean we spend so much time staying too busy um that we forget to enjoy the slow days i mean like for me today was probably one of the laziest days i've had in such a long time yeah um but i was like you know what it's okay like it's okay for me to do that it's okay for me give myself permission to not do anything Right. Which is hard, you know, because we're always taught to be busy. That's the American way. You got to go, 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 yeah. go, 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 go. But, I mean, I, I've always known that, like, mentally, like, it's just not good for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I suggest that. Like, take time for yourself. Take time, you know, pull out board games and play it with, uh, you know, just your spouse or like what we are going to do tonight, which is, like, we're going to play some board games and, yeah. you know, we're just going to have fun and unplug and just enjoy each other's company I, I think that's just important that more people do stuff like that yeah and then, yeah just to build on that my my thing is also like along those same lines relax and relaxing is like find like like if you don't have that hobby, a lot of people like don't have that hobby like thing like they like to do yeah it's like one way you can do that if you're like one of those people who's like i gotta be productive blah 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 i gotta i gotta do something it's like having a hobby or something like that is something that you just like do for fun uh it's like find that thing that you like. Find that thing that you like to do. I mean, it doesn't. Uh, it's like it doesn't have to cost a lot of money. It doesn't have mm-hmm. to like. Doesn't uh, it's like just find that thing and just like just make it just make it work for you. Whatever you like. If, like you like to draw. It's just like find some pieces of paper. Find some pencils and just do it. You like the you like the paint. Like you can go to Walmart get some acrylics for like ninety nine cents and yeah. just like and just like uh get some cheap paintbrushes and paint some stuff paint some hit some paint on some paper it's like you never know what you're gonna make you know life's too short to yeah. not enjoy just, it man just do Let's, the stuff that I, do I, what you enjoy i say that all the time and I, it's truly what i mean of it's like i work my ass off monday through friday it's just like i want to enjoy the rest of my life like i want to enjoy whenever i'm off work yeah i want to enjoy my weekends i want to have fun or even give myself permission to have lazy time and it's it's just necessary. I truly believe it is. <clears throat> did you did you receive approval for this lazy time? That's right. I, I had to submit it through uh, <laughs> HR, but uh, 
barely got approved. Barely. All right. All right. Good. 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 As long as you got the signatures, you're all good. But um, you know, a beer. Oh uh, yeah, we have to talk about the beer. We're so going back around. Beer is good. Beer is good and, and stuff. stuff. Yeah. Yes. Um, what score would you give this beer here? <sighs> That's a tough one for me. I would say. I think I would give it a four for me. A four. I concur with the four. Yeah. I was thinking, you know, 37, 3.75. I was like going back and forth, but I was like, really? This is a beer I feel like I could drink. Ryan, this is the best IPA in America. I don't think I would say that. (laughs) I've definitely had a lot better IPAs from around here. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I but I, I don't know about you, but I feel like I am definitely more prejudiced towards the New England style IPAs and less towards the Imperial IPAs. Yeah. And so I probably lean more towards giving a higher score towards an Imperial IPA. So Yeah. So I mean this But this, Dogfish Head Dogfish Head does a good IPA. I oh yeah. It's, yeah. it's really good. I mean I'm giving it a four, which yeah. I, you know I've started not really doing that much anymore. Um but uh, I I wouldn't say it's the best, but it's good. So, all right, take that as square. Yeah. So, uh, throw our socials. Let's let let's skedaddle. All right. So our Facebook is let's do a podcast. That's the most important one. But if mm-hmm. you want to look at some old posts, you can look at Twitter at <laughs> let's tweet a pod, Instagram at let's instapod. Uh, YouTube at let's uh, let's do a podcast twenty two. If there's any, is there anything there? There's like three super old videos. Oh man, we need to do hey. some more live live casting over there. So here's what's gonna happen. Once I get my own place, my own room, we're gonna start doing videos. Yes, so they'll be up that. on there. All right. And is there anything else I missed? I don't think so. All right. So if you have movie ideas for us, throw them out at us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, particularly coming into a new year, we gotta have our. We haven't really been comparing movies to uh, our Fantastic Four uh, benchmark. Oh yeah, but uh, we oh need a new God. benchmark. Maybe something better than uh, Fantastic Four because that movie is so forgettable. That's right. <laughs> so movie ideas, beer ideas, just honestly ideas in general of what you would like to hear or yeah. see or twenty twenty two. So I think last year we did. An episode of looking forward to 2021. Maybe we'll do that again for uh, this year. So hell's yeah. Um, so keep an eye out on for that. Make sure to keep an eye really on our Facebook. That's where we're the most active. Yes. So anyways, guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us. We appreciate you that you've been hanging out with us this long. And let's end a podcast. The end. Bye. Peace. Ho, 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 bitch. Ha, ha, ha.